السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد أحبتي في الله We praise Allah سبحانه وتعالى a lot and abundantly and we ask Allah to spread uh, to grant peace and send his blessings and salutations upon the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم We are currently about to initiate the discussion on the ninth hadith of the Arba'in al-Nawawiyyah, al-hadith al-Tasi'a, an Abi Hurayrata Abdul Rahman ibn Sakhrin radiyallahu ta'ala anhu qal, Sami'tu Rasulallah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama yaqul, ma nahaytukum anhu fajtanibuh, وَمَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ فَأْتُوا مِنْهُ مَا اسْتَطَعْتُمْ فَإِنَّمَا أَهْلَكَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ كَثْرَةُ مَسَائِلِهِمْ وَاخْتِلَافُهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنْبِيَائِهِمْ رواه البخاري ومسلم So, uh, Abu Huraira, that is his kunya, that is his kunya, his nickname. His name is Abdurrahman ibn Sakhr. May Allah be pleased with him. He said, I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam saying, whatever I prohibit you from, stay away from it. And whatever I command you, then fulfill of that whatever you're able to. Verily what destroyed the people before you was, was them questioning matters more than necessary and, and them differing with their prophets. And they're differing with their prophets. Now, of course, this is a um, a rough translation, just to get the point across. As we will go over the sharh of the hadith, inshaAllah ta'ala, we will all come to know that there's more, uh, there's more to it. So just uh, uh, stay, stay tuned and hang in there. A sharh, the explanation, أكثر الناس لا يعرفون اسم أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه. Surprise! Maybe many many of you are of those. بسم الله. The Sheikh said many people don't know the name of Abu Huraira, meaning many of you you did not know his name was Abdurrahman ibn Sakhr. You just know the kunya Abu Huraira. ولهذا وقع الخلاف في في اسم راوي الحديث. That's why there's a difference of opinion about the name of the narrator of the hadith. وَأَصَحُّ الْأَقْوَالِ وَأَقْرَبُهَا لِلصَّوَابِ مَا ذَكْرَهُ الْمُؤَلِّفِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ النَّاسِ وَعَبْدُ الرَّحْمَنِ بْنِ سَخَرِ And the most correct opinion and the closest to correctness is what the author has mentioned, may Allah have mercy on him, is that his name is Abdul Rahman, the son of Sakhar. وَكُنِّيَ بِأَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ لِأَنَّهُ كَانَ مَعَهُ هِرَّ قَدْ أَلِفَهَا وَأَلِفَتْهُ فَلِمُصَاحَبَتِهَا إِيَّاهُ كُنِّيَ بِهَا He was given the nickname Abu Huraira because of a cat that got used to him, that, that he got used to and it got used to him. يعني it became domesticated in a sense. And because of his companionship to this cat, he was known as Abi Huraira. قَوْلُهُ مَا نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ فَاجْتَنِبُوهُ النهي طلب الكف على وجه الاستعلاء. So what does it mean to say what I forbid you? Forbidding something is the request 
is the request to back off, to refrain, but in the context of being superior. Huh? It is the request, it is requesting or requiring someone to back off, to refrain, to stop, to avoid, but it comes from a place of authority. It comes from superiority, not just merely a request. يعني أن يطلب منك أن يطلب منك من هو فوقك that the one who is above you in position asks you ولو باعتقاده أنت كف فهذا نهي even so the one who is above you even if he feels that he's above you meaning he's above you according to his own assessment even if it may not be true when he asks you to back off or to refrain or to avoid something this is considered uh, to forbid something, to prohibit something. Bismillah. That's why the people of the fundamentals of fiqh, they said, It is to pro prevent someone Nahi is to ask someone to refrain from something while in the state of authority or in the context of being authoritative, even if it's just according to the prohibitor, meaning even if that authority is only according to the prohibitor. Even if he's in reality not superior to the one he's forbidding. ومعلوم أن النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم أعلى منا حقيقة. We all know it is known to everybody that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم is higher than all of us in reality. He is superior to all of us in reality عليه الصلاة والسلام. Now ما نهيتكم عنه فاجتنبوه الجملة شرطية. So the statement, whatever I forbid you, then stay away from it. This is a conditional clause. It's a conditional phrase. فَمَا اسم شرط. So ma is a conditional uh, word. نَهَيْتُكُمْ فِعْلُ شرط. And the verb for that word is نَهَيْتُكُمْ Whatever or if I forbid you of something, then stay away from it. That's another way to translate it for you to correlate between the discrepancy uh, uh, the discrepancy that exists between the Arabic grammar and the English grammar and the Arabic language and the English language and all those uh, nuances that exist because of the variations between languages, which is something natural and expected, we're forced to you know, re re redefine uh, certain terms just so we can understand the point. So as opposed to saying whatever I, we could say if I prohibit you from something, stay away from it, though that becomes a conditional. If, if the conditional uh, word. And then the verb, the conditional verb is prevent you, prohibit you, forbid you. So therefore, stay away from it. That's the answer for the condition. And it was associated with the harful fa. Because it's one of those sentences that have been, you know, uh, converted into a poem or a verse in a poem. 
اسميه طلبيه وبجامد وبما وقد وبلا وبالتنفيس على كل حال والجمله التي معناها to translate this is going to be like rocket science because this is all grammar جمله اسميه وجمله طلبيه والى اخره والجمله التي معنى طلبيه لانها فعل امر so this sentence we have is طلبيه meaning that its nature is request because it comes from a command it's a verb it's a command verb فاجتنبوها اي ابتعدوا عنه فكونوا في جانب وهو في جانب so the term ijtinab it's such an amazing term so you say jamb is side ijtanib meaning make yourself on the other side <laughs> that is so deep that is so deep meaning stay away from it be on one side and that thing that you're staying away from is on the other side so the term is to place yourself on the opposite side of where the problem is I like it وما امرتكم به فاتوا منه ما استطعتم هذه الجمله ايضا شرطيه this is another conditional phrase فعل الشرط فيها امرتكم به the verb of the condition is whatever i command you وجوابه فاتوا منه ما استطعتم then then do whatever you're able to يعني افعلوا منه ما استطعتم اي ما قدرتم عليه do whatever you're capable of doing whatever is within your capacity there you go that's a good translation whatever is within your capacity. Now pay attention, everybody, because this is important. The difference between prohibitions and commandments. That regarding the prohibitions, the Prophet said, he said, stay away from it. And he did not say, according to your ability. The proper understanding of this. Prohibition is to refrain and every human is able to refrain. Every human is able to refrain. As for the commandments, it is something that you have to bring out, something you have to make, something you have to formulate. And some are capable and some are not capable. Some are able, some are not able. That's why he said when it came to commandments, do of that whatever you're capable of. And there are a lot of benefits that are a byproduct of this fact. Which we will mention in the benefits of the end of the hadith, insha'Allah ta'ala, after the sharh. However, the prophetic expression is a very precise one. It's a very precise expression and choice of words by Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the reality is, we're all guilty of not staying away from things that we could stay away from. Uh, and nobody could dispute that. For instance, I say this to the people that smoke all the time. Yeah, Akhi, I cannot stop smoking. I tell him in his face, Yeah, Akhi, you are a liar. <laughs> Wallah, in the kadab. Of course, people that are close to me, they know my character. I say this when I know that I could say this to people. 
if I'm dealing with a stranger, I take a, a much gentler approach. But the people that I've known for many years, I tell them, yeah, Captain, yeah, Captain, Balash, ضحك على الناس وكذب على نفسك يا رجال استحي يا ابو مصعب ايش لا لا تفلسف الله يرضى عليك I always give them that analogy and they always admit it's never failed ما شاء الله تبارك الله I tell them I'm going to ask you a simple question okay تفضل I say if we took you to a doctor right now and he ran some tests on you and then according to the test results the doctor told you if you smoke one more cigarette you will die by Allah Are you going to commit suicide or will you stop? Almost everybody said, I will stop. I said, thank you. Thank you. You see, you said it with your own mouth that you're able to stop. You're just waiting for a disaster. You're just waiting for a disaster. You want something grandiose, something dramatic, something life-threatening. You want a big deal for you to stop. Otherwise, the will... The, in, the will, the willpower is right there, buried. It's buried. It's switched off. What the shaitan has it, you know, there's a switch like, like the light switch. On and off, the shaitan has it switched off. And you don't, and you don't, the shaitan tells you, oh, you cannot turn on the switch. Nadia Sheikh. If you turn on the switch, you're going to suffer so much stress, work, family. I don't know what. You smoke a cigarette, you get to think and reflect, and you get to, you know, uh, remove the tension. It's all tricks of the shaitan. And I prove to those people that the truth is you're able to stop. Because you cannot convince me that the cigarette jumps out of your pocket and pops right into your mouth and you find yourself, remember the Malaysian lecture, you find yourself when someone said, why do I smoke? You know, or some, somebody doesn't know why they smoke. And then, you know, you can't help. You find yourself, you know, reaching for the lighter and then you, you know, you smoke a cigarette in spite of yourself. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't happen. Like you know already, you're, you're, just, you're just choosing to smoke. And that applies to any sin that we, we commit. We're actually able to stay away from it. We just choose not to because of our weakness. And a human is created weak. But we got to keep it real. You know, and, and use those analogies with smokers. You'll be surprised how many people will actually stop smoking after you have this very basic discussion with them. And I'm not one to praise myself. Nor am I one to, uh, to speak about my, my uh, uh, activities uh, in general unless I truly find a benefit behind it. But this could be one of the exceptions where I will tell you by Allah's grace and mercy, this very basic conversa conversation has been very effective over the years with many people. Wallahi, you'll be surprised how long and how far you can go with someone with this very basic two-minute discussion about smoking. That people are actually able to quit and they do quit. So you see, this is da'wah. This is da'wah. This is fiqh. This is wisdom. Not that you keep your, you know, your mouth shut all the time. And there are times where wisdom tells you to keep your mouth shut. And who dictates what? Islam. The sharia. All right. Let's see here. فَإِنَّمَا إِنْ لِلتَّوْكِيدِ عَفْوًا إِنَّ لِلتَّوْكِيدِ وَمَا أَسْمَ مَوْصُولِ بِدَلِ قَوْلِهِ كَثْرَ عَلَى أَنَّا خَبَرْ إِنَّ فَإِنَّ الَّذِي أَهْلَكَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ So now we're going to go into the grammatical breakdown of إِنَّ because we know we have إِنَّ وَأَخَوَاتِهَا and it's a long discussion. عَلَى كُلِّ حَالِ إِنَّ here is for emphasis. 
uh, and ma is ism mawsul. It's like a connected word. Uh, and this is the khabar of inna because you have muftada and khabar. So what destroyed the nations before you was their frequent questioning. It could be also used as a term of exclusivity. Nothing destroyed the people before you except their frequent questioning. All this is grammar. It's going to go over almost everybody's head. And so I am going to skip it conveniently. قوله الذين من قبلكم يشمل 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 اليهود والنصارى وغيرهم. So what that which destroyed the nations before you includes the Jews and the Christians and other than them. والمتبادر أنهم اليهود والنصارى. But what first comes to mind, the first uh, thought that strikes your brain when we speak about those before you is primarily the Jews and the Christians. كما قال الله عز وجل والمحصنات من الذين أوتوا الكتاب من قبلكم and you know the chaste women of those who have been given the scripture before you وذلك أن الأمم السابقة قبل اليهود والنصارى لا تكاد ترد على ترد على قلوب الصحابة أها and that is because the nations that preceded the Jews and the Christian would rarely seldomly come across the hearts of the Sahaba or the minds of the Sahaba. And when they speak, when Allah says, Min qablikum, the first thing, and we have evidence for that, the first thing that comes to their mind is Al-Yahud wal-Nasara. They don't think about the people of uh, uh, Hud and uh, you know the people of, uh, 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 what is it called? Madian and uh, the people of Nuh and Ibrahim and all these. That's not what comes to mind. The first thing that comes to mind is Al-Yahud wal-Nasara. Hey, فَإِن نَظَرْنَا إِلَىٰ عُمُومِ if we look now at the generality of the terms and the words used, then the term whoever is before you, those who preceded you, actually includes all nations, the Jews and the Christians and those before them, <coughs> or those other than them. Because even when I was giving you the examples right now, those are some of the people of Bani Israel. So it's Bani Israel and beyond. But if you look at the context of this discussion, this hadith particularly, then we are referring specifically to the Jews and the Christians. The Jews are more severe in frequent questioning that leads to this destruction. That's why when their prophet Musa said to them, Inna Allah ya'murukum an tathbahu baqarah, verily Allah commands you that you should slaughter a cow. Ja'alu yas'alun. They started asking, ma hiya? Wa ma launuha? Wa ma amaluha? What is it? What color is it? What does it do? You know, al-baqar tashabha alayna. We're confused. Yani they got, the, the scholars say, had they just taken any cow, when Musa told them Allah commands you to, to slaughter a cow, had they taken any cow, it would have fulfilled the job. But they kept asking and asking and asking questions until the description of the cow became so particular that she does this and she doesn't do that. And this is, a, you know, as a very bright color. Right? They, they got, as a result of their tanattur uh, or them being very particular and finicky, because they were so finicky, then they were treated accordingly.
سبحان الله جاء أي وقوله كثرة مسائلهم جمع مسألة وهي ما يسأل عن so the frequent مسألة from مسألة and مسألة is a subject matter that is discussed or it is that which is asked about that which is asked about بسم الله I'm using a mug because by the time I finish the cup, usually it's it's frozen coffee. Hello? واختلافهم على أنبيائهم يعني وأهلكهم اختلافهم. Meaning they're them differing with the prophets, meaning what destroyed them was their differing. ويجوز فيها أن تكون مجرورة. And it is also possible that it could be مجرور يعني واختلافهم أي وكثرة اختلافهم على أنبياء على أنبيائهم and that's why I I stuttered when I read it the first time because it could actually that my mind naturally wants to keep it مجرور in line with the uh, the previous words ولكن there are different ways of conjugating this particular sentence where it could be either واختلافهم Meaning this is now an independent sentence or it could be واختلافهم it is مجرور على الذي سبق وكلا الأمرين صحيح both grammatical analysis are correct analysis is whatever ولكن الإعراب الأول يقتدي أن مجرد الاختلاف سبب للهلك but the first conjugation Necessitates that the mere differing, it doesn't have to be a lot of questioning and differing with the prophets that both of them together combined. That's the difference in the meaning. That means both of them together combined analysis. Analysis. All right. Both of them combined will lead to destruction. Whereas with this conjugation, it means no, one of them is sufficient to get you destroyed. Whether you're asking frequently unnecessary questions or you're just differing with your prophets, independently, each one of those is sufficient to get you, you know what I'm saying, destroyed. According to the second uh, uh, possibility, it means that the second, uh, it means that the, the reason behind the destruction is the differing, the abundance in differing. وقوله على أنبيائهم وذلك بالمعارضة والمخالفة. So what does it mean to differ with your prophets or with their prophets, as opposed, which means that is by opposition and by going against. وهذا كقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم في الإمام. This is similar to the statement of the Prophet عليه وسلم regarding the Imam in the Salah. إنما جعل الإمام ليؤتم به. Very the imam was made so that he could be taken as the leader, so that he could be followed. فلا تختلفوا عليه. So don't differ. Don't don't differentiate yourself. Don't stand out in this regard from him. ولم يقل فلا تختلفوا عن. وهكذا في الحديث قال اختلافهم على أنبيائهم ولم يقل عن أنبيائهم لأن كلمة على تفيد أن هناك معارض الأنبياء. Anyways, the the reason why the Preposition ala was being used as opposed to the preposition uh, an is to denote 
that this means there's opposition to the prophets. As opposed to They did not differ from them, they differed with them, upon them, meaning they went against them. And I would like to take this opportunity. Uh, why, why, don't ask questions in the middle of the class. May Allah bless you. And that denotes another idea. And you made me forget it. Allah hadik. Yes. Is I notice this in the salah all the time. Ya akhwan. When you are praying in the jama'ah. You have to follow the imam to the nitty gritty. People today, five people praying behind the imam, no two are praying the same way with the imam. The imam goes to rukur, one stays in rukur, another three seconds. Uh, one imam goes to sujood and he's done with the sujood, some brother, mashallah, he gets the inspiration now to make the longest dua of his life. So he remains 10 seconds after the imam. The imam is already back sitting and he's about to go to the sujood. Then the brother, mashallah, gets up and then goes, yeah, if you are in the, in, if you are in, uh, in the mood, to, to beg Allah and make dua, go pray on your own, nafila. Go pray nafila on your own. In your voluntary prayer, worship Allah and prostrate and remain in prostration for 20 minutes. When you pray behind the imam, you have to follow him, even if you don't get the chance to say subhana rabbi al-a'la once. Even if you couldn't squeeze one in. If he says Allahu Akbar, you are obliged to follow the imam. The imam was made so that you follow him. Not so that you pray on your own, you just happen to be behind the imam. As Muslims pray today. Muslims pray today as though they are, they happen to be behind the imam, but they're really praying individually. They're not even praying with the imam. We're supposed to be saf. Like bricks that are, that are intact. And, and, and strengthening each other like a wall. So follow the imam and don't follow your desires and the shayateen. Now we're going to cover the fawaid of the hadith. Raqam wahid. Wujubu al-kaffi amma naha anhu al-nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallama the obligation of refraining from that which the Prophet ﷺ forbade because of a statement, whatever I forbid you, then stay away from it. Number two, that which is forbidden and prohibited Includes the little and the abundant. Because you cannot possibly say that you've stayed away from something unless you've stayed away from a, a small amount of that or a larger amount of that. So, for example, the Prophet forbade us from riba. That includes a little bit of riba and a lot of riba. No one can say, oh, if it's just a little bit, it's okay. Thirdly, that staying away from something is easier than having to do something. Because the Prophet commanded regarding the prohibitions that all of them are avoided. Because staying away from something is actually easy. 
فإن قال قائل يرد على هذا إباحة الميتة والخنزير والخنزير للمضطر وإذا كان مضطرا لم يجب الاجتناب so someone says uh, according to this we have an issue now of the ibaha, uh, the permissibility of eating a, the dead animal or even eating the swine, the pig, for someone, for someone who is what? Muttar is in need. We know in Islam that if you are in need, let's say someone is in a desert, we always give the same example. I, I don't know if we could come up with a better example. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing it from other people. And I'm sorry you have to hear it again. But there's, once again, hypothetically, you're in a desert and you ran out of everything and you're about to die. And the only thing you found was either a pig running around or a dead animal. Are you allowed to actually eat those haram, consume those harams? Yes, you are allowed. According to some scholars, it's obligatory because your, your survival is, is a, a, a commandment that you have to fulfill. You have to preserve your life if you're able to. So you eat that nasty dead animal or that nasty pig in order to survive. According to others, you can just die, basically, because, you know, hey. Uh, so now we have this, this rule in Islam. So if now, if you're in need, you're not obliged to stay away from the thing? The answer is that we say, If the necessity is present, the prohibition is lifted. Pay attention. If the necessity is present, the prohibition is lifted. It's not even haram in the first place anymore. The prohibition is gone. It's eradicated. It's gone. It's removed. It's not there. Because one of the principles of the fundamentals of fiqh, there is no such thing as haram when there's a necessity. And there's no such thing as an obligation when there's inability. So this whole hypothesis is invalid and not applicable. If a person would say, the term, stay away from it, refrain from it, is general. So that should also include the avoiding or the refraining from the dead animal, even at the time of necessity. We say no, that does not include that. If the, if the necessity, if the uh, pressing need is there, then the prohibition is lifted. So is it permissible to engage and commit haram at the time of necessity? Or no? Well, Jawab, the answer is يجوز, it is permissible. Because Allah said, and, and, we, and we had, uh, and, and He had broken down for you and detailed what has been made prohibited upon you except that which you were in need, that which was a present need or a necessity. You had a necessity for. Whoever is in need to eat from a dead animal, then it's permissible for him to eat of it. Whoever is forced to eat uh, the, what you call it, the flesh of the swine, 
جاز له ان ياكل لحم الخنزير it is permissible for him to eat the flesh of the swine وهكذا so on and so forth ومن اضطر الى شرب الخمر جاز له شرب الخمر and whoever is in need to drink alcohol then it's permissible for him to drink alcohol again we're hoping that you're in a desert and but then there's there's limitations for that ولكن الضروره الى شرب الخمر تصدق في صوره واحده but the need to actually drink alcohol that pressing need that necessity can only appear or can only take place in one 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 context or one scenario وهي اذا غص بلقمه وليس عنده الا خمر فانه يشربه لدفع اللقمه that if he choked uh, if he choked on uh, what you call it on some food and the only thing that was there for you to wash it down was alcohol then it is permissible for him to uh, to drink it in order to swallow whatever was stuck in his throat as for drinking alcohol because of thirst then it's not permissible because the people of knowledge said because alcohol alcohol does not increase alcohol does not increase the thirsty one except with in, in, except in thirst meaning the thirsty one becomes more thirsty so then it does not the the need for water or for quenching the thirst is not removed by drinking alcohol so if you're just super thirsty you cannot drink alcohol because you will still be thirsty تمام I don't know what these unnecessary comments are يا عباد الله الصالحين الله المستعان وإذا وإذا اضطر شخص أو اضطر شخص إلى محرم فهل له أن يزيد على قدر الضرورة that's what I was uh, uh, hinting at earlier if a person is in need to engage or to uh, you know do something that is haram consume something that is haram uh, can he do so beyond his need? بمعنى إذا إذا حل له أكل الميتة فهل له أن يشبع For example, let's say it became permissible permissible for him to eat a dead animal because he was starving to death. He was on his, on the verge of dying from starvation. Can he now eat to his till he's filled? أو نقول له اقتصر على ما تبقى به الحياة فقط. Or we say no, restrict yourself to whatever will keep you surviving, to whatever will guarantee you survival and keep you alive. والجواب the answer ذكر ذكر بعض العلماء some of the scholars have mentioned أنه يجب أن يقتصر على ما تبقى به الحياة فقط they said he has to restrict himself to the amount that is sufficient for him to remain alive ولا يشبع and he does not he does not become full والصحيح التفسير في هذا the, the correct opinion is that we need to break it down even even further فإن كان يعلم أو يغلب على ظنه أنه سيحصل على شيء مباح قريبا فليس له ان يشبع فليس له ان يشبع if he if he knows or it it most likely he thinks he will be able to find something lawful soon then it is not permissible for him to be to become full from eating that haram food meaning let's say he's on the way and he knows he just needs a little bit and another two kilometers there's a, a supermarket or there's a, a station or whatever then he cannot eat the, his fill he eats enough to make it to that destination تمام أو كان معه شيء يحفظ به اللحم إذا احتاجه وأكله فهنا لا حاجة للشبع. Or if let's say he has something where he could leave 
that food or that meat preserved. Let's say he has a little, uh, 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 what do you call it, ice box or one of those uh, uh, thermal uh, containers where it, it, it maintains the quality, then he doesn't have to eat his fill. He can, he, basically, he can carry some with him. He can have some with him and, and you know, carry it in his bag. بَلْ يَكُونُ بِقَدْرِ مَا تَنْتَفِعْ بِهِ الضَّرُورَ Or whatever will do the job. If he doesn't have any of these means, if he doesn't have any of these means, then he can eat until he is full. وَمَا هِيَ الضَّرُورَ إِلَى الْمُحَرَّمِ I'm just going to put you guys here. Because this is too distracting. جَنَّنْتُ أَبُوِي All right. وَمَا هِيَ الضَّرُورَ إِلَى الْمُحَرَّمِ So what, what, what constitutes necessity that will allow you to consume haram? الضرورة إلى المحرم هي أن لا يجد سوى هذا المحرم. What constitutes necessity is that you don't find anything except that which is haram, that which is prohibited upon you right now. وأن تندفع به الضرورة. And not only that, that that need is removed by you consuming this haram. وعلى هذا فإن كان قد فإذا كان يجد غير المحرم فلا ضرورة ولا يحل. Meaning if he's able to find something other than that which is prohibited, then that is no longer a case of necessity, nor is it lawful for him. And also, if, it's, if the necessity is not removed by consuming this haram, then it's also not permissible. Eating uh, dead meat at the time of hunger, if he cannot find anything else, uh, you know, then that will remove the necessity, that will fulfill that necessity. The conditions of necessity. Whereas uh, treating yourself with a type of medicine that is prohibited can never be valid for two reasons. It can never be a necessity for two reasons. For example, the ill person can be cured without even any medication. Then therefore that is not a, a form of necessity. Or it could be that the ill person is treated with this haram medicine, but he doesn't get cured. Then the necessity for that thing is not removed. That's why the laymen say, So the statement of the lay people that is permissible for you to treat yourself Medically treat yourself with that which is prohibited is a statement that is invalid. And the scholars have explicitly stated that it is haram for you to treat yourself with prohibited medicine or medication. So all of these brothers who are eating uh, uh, marijuana brownies, uh, Mary Jane uh, blunts, and getting high, and they say, well, I have stress and anxiety, and the doctor told me to smoke some weed, you know, because the weed, uh, it removes anxiety, and it gives me relaxation, and I get happy and jolly and all good. We say, hey, 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 and you've become a pothead. That's why you're saying what you're saying. Because it's not permissible for you to treat yourself with that which is haram. And weed is haram as much as you would love 
that it is not. So to all the potheads out there, get over yourself. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Aina anta ya Aba Mus'ab. Aywan, 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 aywan. Fourthly, أَنَّهُ لَا يَجِبُ مِنْ فِعْلِ الْمَأْمُورِ إِلَّا مَا كَانَ مُسْتَطَاعًا Meaning you don't have to, it's not obligatory in terms of the commandments, for it's not obligatory for you to do of the commandments except that which you're capable of. لِقَوْلِهِ وَمَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ فَأْتُ مِنُوا مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ Whatever I command you, because the Prophet ﷺ said, whatever I command you then, then do of that whatever you're capable of. فَإِنْ قَالَ قَائِلُونَ If a person were to say, this expression, does it, does it denote facilitation or restriction? It's similar to the statement of Allah in the Quran. So fear Allah as much as you can. The answer is There are two facets or two ways of understanding it. One explanation is meaning it's uh, it's incumbent on you to do the obligation to the best of your ability and don't don't be lazy, don't be complacent regarding it as long as you're capable of it. If you command a person to say to do something, he says, um, I can't. And he says, I can't. While he actually can, then he's still expected to fulfill that obligation and that commandment. وَيُحْتَمَلْ أَنَّ الْمَعْنَى The other possible interpretation لَا وُجُوبَ إِلَّا مَعَ الْإِسْتِطَاعَةِ That there's no obligation except if it is based on ability. وَهَذَا يُعَيِّدُهُ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى This is similar to the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal or is supported by the statement of Allah لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا عُسْعَهَا Allah does not burden a soul beyond its scope. Allah does not burden a soul beyond its scope. And um, Shabunga yeah, so we're going to leave off, inshallah ta'ala, the remaining fawaid until the next class. Uh, we are on page number 159, please. And let's see what y'all got. You guys were being very naughty today, Allahumma sta'an. Berzer. Brother, then what about using alcohol in medicine if plants aren't allowed? Using alcohol in medicine, yeah, that's still not that's still not permissible. The question is, the scholars differ right now about alcohol that is used in medicine. Is it is it intoxicating or non-intoxicating? Uh, so there's a breakdown for that, just like sanitizers and their likes. So there's a fatwa on Islam QA that breaks it down. I, I recommend that you refer to it, inshallah ta'ala. Now, uh, Atif and his wild questions, man. May Allah make it easy. Here we go. Ustad, Prophet Muhammad's own parents, mother and father, Amina and Abdullah, both passed away from this dunya as Muslims or non-Muslims. They were both non-Muslims. They were disbelievers. Both his mother and father were disbelievers. Naam. Alayhi salatu salam. Wa alaykum salam. Is it allowed to order books, Quran, Hadith, books, tech, through internet where when it will be shipped, they will throw the parcel, Quran, in it, etc. and put other parcels over it? Ooh. 
I, I, no, I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that. Not the Quran. Uh, other, other books of, of knowledge, that's fine. But the Quran, no. You could find it anywhere, ya Sheikh. If you have no other means, go ahead. But I mean, you know, I mean, we're living in modern days, bro. A phone, a Quran on your phone, a Quran on your tablet that comes with word search, with translations, with tafsir, with bookmarks. You've been sufficed, Captain. Nash. A thaw with no pockets. Instead, you mentioned that it may be good idea to make a video about about taking from AAA and AMJ for other people that follow them. Can you consider Zakallah Khair? I don't know who AAA is, but okay. I know who AMJ is. I don't know the first, but yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see inshallah. I've, we've, we've already refuted those people thousands of times. It doesn't have to be by name. So I would like to thank you for your efforts for the da'wah in the West by making live streams even though you're far from us. May Allah keep us on the manage. I mean, Ya Sultan Barray. I saw that Brother Faris Al-Hamadi reposted a post of an Indian Brother Faris Sharif on, on X in which he promotes his Qaida and Nuraniya class. So do you know this brother and recommend to join it? Yes, of course I know this brother. I know brother, uh, uh, what's about call it, Faris Sharif, and he's one of the he's one of the uh, followers of this channel and one of the you know people that are, are around uh, all the time. Yeah, inshallah, no problem. He's a good brother, bi'idhillah. Wallahu hasibu Allah Ink. I didn't know that someone's tawheed can be stronger than others, and vice versa. So how does one perfect his tawheed fully in his daily life until death? Hope you understand what I'm asking. Well, Akhi, if you want to, if you want to use the term Tawheed to be equal to Iman, because Tawheed is based on Iman. And yeah, just like we say Iman varies among people, and some have stronger Iman than others, that Iman is based on their knowledge of Tawheed. So how? By truly learning and understanding and applying in your daily life the, the names, uh, the attributes of Allah. Understanding the names and attributes of Allah. So the more you have an understanding of the names, names and attributes of Allah, the more you will be able to strengthen your faith and you live your life accordingly. So you know, for example, uh, that whatever, whatever afflicts you was never going to miss you and whatever was written for you was never to miss you. You understand this qadr aspect, then you live your life accordingly. You put your trust in Allah. You have proper tawakkul on Allah. When you believe Allah hears everything, sees everything, then you avoid you know, doing the things that Allah Azza wa Jalla is not pleased with. And when you do do them, you you re regretful, you're remorseful, you regret, you repent, you change your ways. That's that's how, brother. You can refer to my other lectures on the subject. I've given many lectures about this idea. Uh, maybe you can listen to the lecture, The Flagship of Hardship. Now. Salam Ustadu. Ahlam Pedro, what do you think of Green Lane? They bring some scholars there too, so I'm confused. I don't know Green Lane. Uh, they have a uh, they they have mixed. I have mixed feelings about Green Lane, just like the mixed crowd and the mixed speakers that they bring. So we both feel the same way. Wa alaikum salam. Is interpreting dreams from the Sunnah, or is it a form of bid'ah? Interpreting dreams is from the Sunnah, no doubt. But it is not for everybody to interpret dreams. There are people that are qualified and specialized in the area of 
dream interpretation. And that's why Musa, not Musa, Yusuf alayhi salam, was given the gift of ta'wirul ahadith to interpret dreams. And when the people though who don't have knowledge, when they, uh, the, the, the king told them about their dream, they said, ahlam. They said, this is just you, you know, dreaming about the things that your, your mind is thinking about all the time. Uh, so they said, you know, we don't have knowledge. And then Yusuf salam came and interpreted the dreams. And the Prophet spoke about the ru'ya saliha that the righteous person sees. So surely uh, dream interpretation is from the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, but there's a lot of false information out there. There's a lot of false information out there regarding this issue. There are books that are attributed to Ibn Sina, which I believe he never authored as far as I know. And that has all these various standardized interpretation of dreams, bogus. Or people, you know, pay money to certain people who claim that they can do interpretation of dreams, bogus. It's usually people of knowledge and people who know what they're talking about. Now. I heard from Sheikh Saleh Al-Usaymi that having self-confidence is haram. Rather, a person should have courage and confidence. What is the difference between them? Well, the difference between them is self-confidence. I mean, we're getting technical here. Uh, self-confidence is that you are relying upon yourself as though you are independently able to do things without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whereas having confidence and courage in general is that you... You have the concept of la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah as part of your lifestyle. There is no power and strength and no ability except by the one given to you by Allah. So don't be like the kuffar who believe that they, they are self-generating skills and, and wisdom and intelligence and capabilities. They deny Allah's right in giving them those particular skills. Whereas the believer knows that it is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's, that's all. There's just a small nuance, but you know, just so that you don't use the wrong expression. Now, but don't be, go back please. Don't be of those silly people right now who you hear another speaker because you guys have to, you always have to have a broader understanding. For example, let's say tomorrow in one of my talks or some other speaker one day tells the people, yeah, Juan, you need to have self-confidence. Don't become like one of these, you know, unintelligent brothers. Hey! Allah, 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 Allah. Sheikh Saleh warned against this person. And Sheikh Saleh said that you cannot use the term self-confidence. Yeah, people use the term self-confidence in the same way I explained to you, not thinking that the self-confidence is independent of the one that is given to you by Allah. So this is just technicalities in terms. Tamam? Self-confidence, whether you use the term self or not, I'm just assuming that's what the Sheikh meant when he made that distinction. Assalamu alaikum. Alaykum salam. I have get, I have to get on a bus to go to uni and sometimes I have to sit beside non-mahram men. Is it permissible? No. No. Why are you going to uni? Yeah, sister. Unless, why are you going to university? Yani, is the university going to uh, segregate it? I'm guessing it's a mixed university. So you are getting on a transportation where you're sitting next to a strange man. And then above and beyond that, I'm assuming, and may Allah forgive me if I'm assuming wrong, I'm just basing it on, on reality and facts. You're going to a mixed university for what? For what purpose? What are you going to gain? You become a, a doctor, you become an engineer, you become, uh, I don't know what. And then what? Then you want to compete with your husband in terms of who makes more money? 
Or you're going to tell your husband, now that I've spent all these years learning and educating myself, you want me to sit at home and become a housewife? La ya sheikh, I need to work. So then you can continue your journey by having a job where you're also working with men. And believe me, the more you're going to get in contact with men, the worse your relationship with your husband is going to become. That's just the way it is. Because your husband is always going to seem like the jerk. And then the guy at work who's the Mr. Nice guy and the friendly guy is always going to seem nicer because he has an objective and a purpose. Your mom cannot force you to do haram, yeah, nobody. This is haram and your mom cannot force you. There's no obedience to a creation if it entails disobeying Allah. You want to fulfill her uh, wish? Go, get uh, an online uh, degree. Continue education online. You cannot. You cannot. Not permissible. You're willing to go uh, risk Jahannam over a degree? A'udhu Billah. I changed my profile pic from last time. Thoughts? I don't know what your profile picture was last time. Thoughts on Jamil Rahman? Who in the world is that? If possible, you could give a small video on some of the honorable men of the Afghan struggle. That's not my field, brother. That is not my field. Barakallah fiqh. I am not the qualified person to discuss uh, those matters. Zakallah khair though. And it's a nice profile picture you have now. Is it correct that the Prophet ﷺ and some Sahaba like Umar rarely ate meat? Yes, it is correct. If someone eats meat, a high-protein diet to build muscle, is this against the sunnah? No. Insha'Allah, no. What is a good way to network and achieve positions you want in a corporate company in addition to doing your current job well? By having good relationships. One of the biggest strengths that you can have is building relationships with people, having a network of people. Knowing how to be a people's person, knowing how to be a social individual, knowing how to uh, crack halal jokes, knowing how to be uh, uh, empathetic, having sympathy and empathy when dealing with people, knowing how to support people when they need you, knowing how to stand by their side when they are down, uh, knowing how to uh, manage your time and, your, and the people around you. That's how. It's about... About relationships. It's about relationships. So having a strong network of people. It will definitely help you. Uh, achieve uh, higher positions. In the corporate world. Unfortunately a lot of people don't know how to build these relations. They act pridefully. Arrogantly. And they, they disdain and put down others. And then eventually those people, people. When they get in a position of authority. They fire them. So many times a person used to treat a person, another colleague of his in the worst way possible and look down upon him and, you know, didn't know how to treat him. Then one day that guy became his boss. And the first thing he did is like, now payback, baby. It's payback. And Malayid, either he made him quit or he fired him himself. Had you had good relations with people, you would have made it happen. Do you know what is the ruling on using cannabis oil Ooh, for medicinal purposes, given that it does not cause a high? If it does not cause a high, because the problem is with getting high. It's not, the problem is not with the THC, I believe, that is in, uh, in the, the cannabis leaf. 
so I Allah alam from what I know that as long as you don't get high then it, it, the issue is not uh, an issue anymore now can we listen to old NAK lectures no no you cannot listen to anything because even back then he was already making blunders but those blunders were negligible to some degree they were negligible to some degree he still quoted Zamakhshari and he still quoted, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Egyptian one. Uh, Muhammad Mutwali Sha'rawi. He still quoted a lot of the uh, uh, scholars that we don't take knowledge from and that are, you know, upon the false aqidah. But we used to, yani, turn up, you know, we used to just, I used to ignore this, like, okay, is this a quotation? Didn't know that that was his entire manhaj. So, no, you may not listen. To anything from NAK, not old, not new, not his first ever lecture, not his last ever lecture. He's still, by the way, uh, reiterating or what is the term? Regurgitating. Re what's the term? I can never remember that word. Regurgitating. Re regurgitating. Regurgitating. Yeah, there you go. The same old nonsense, just in a different hairstyle and, uh, you know, a different smile. And uh, re re regurgitating. Thank you, Farouk. Every time I try to remember this word, my my Arabism kicks in and says, no, this is the language of the kuffar. <laughs> don't, don't memorize this word. Al-Muhim. Khali Wali had a nafar NAK malu ayisitin lezma. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. My father <laughs> always asked money is right, that my money is my father's money according to Sharia. Uh, well, yes and no. Your, your money is your father's money within certain conditions. Number one, that your father needs the money. He's not just trying to, you know, become uh, more comfortable on your expense. Number two, that you giving him money is not going to harm you and your family. So if those two conditions are met, if those two conditions are not there, then no, your money is not your father's money. He cannot just use it free. You cannot, for example, the, the father will be poor or the father is rich and then the son is filthy rich and the father says, give me all your money. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, Anta wa li abik. You and your money belong to your father. That is a misunderstanding and a misapplication of the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. Uh, what is the difference between Arsh and Kursi? As I've read, both words translated as the throne. Now we've explained that in the Aqidah al-Wasitiyah. Al-Arsh al is the throne. Al-Kursi is the footstool. It is the place for the, of Allah's feet, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yes, we, Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, who follow the aqidah of the Sahaba and the Tabi'een, we believe Allah Azza wa Jal has a face and Allah has hands, Allah has eyes, Allah has, a, 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 Allah has feet that befit His Majesty, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That befit His Majesty. That we don't liken him to his creation. We don't think of his creation. But we affirm whatever comes in the Quran and the Sunnah without any philosophical uh, misinterpretations of them. Naam. So that's, it's the footstool. Ustad. Will the Prophet sit with Allah on his throne? No. No, that is not sahih. Allah is above his creation. He does not enter his creation. Naam. Please refer, please, please refer with a, with, a, with a sound break. 
refer crack i'm sorry refer to the break crack see again the arabism is kicking in refer to the aqid al wasitiya playlist ayyuha al-ba'du ustad i use antidepressant and concerta medicine against my which is prescribed by my doctor i take it i feel uh, adhd i feel concentrated otherwise i'm thinking and thinking is it i don't know i i i don't know i don't know some companies label the package as warning islamic books inside or something like that so yeah yeah by the way isn't there a way to disable chat during class and then re-enable during q a maybe but the reason why we keep it on because sometimes there could be a problem the the uh, freezes the, the 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 streaming freezes the audio is not working the show the text is not showing and unless somebody notifies me uh, uh, i will not know or at least my family will know and they will notify me so yeah there could be a way but it's not really it it solves one problem and might create another one no 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 give give me that genius over there uh is the kafir in the west uh, is the kafir in the west the meat halal uh are the christians and jews people of the book i've answered this question before uh there are two opinions some of them say that you may consume the uh, meat in in a christian or a jewish country and some of them say you have to verify that it was slaughtered according to the islamic way even if it was done by jews or christians so there's a fatwa on islam qa that gives you both opinions by the way do females have to wash each strand of hair uh when making fard uh husul yeah they have to wash their hair now every strand of the hair if someone dies with no shirk but weak tawheed what will happen to him in the hereafter allah knows best allah knows best as long as they die without shirk then they're good to go may they may not get the highest level in jannah unless allah wants to elevate them where is that uh, daniel guy unrelated question how hard is it how hard is it to land a job as a fresh graduate as a soft engineer in saudi I'd love to make Israel Saudi Barakalafik. I don't know, Habibi. I don't know because I didn't go through that experience for me to tell you. What I do know is that the population of Riyadh right now is around, I think, eight or nine million people. And it's expected to reach around 15 million people within the next few years. Uh, uh, Riyadh has become a, a global hub for businesses, for companies. Most companies are actually forced to have their regional headquarters in Saudi Arabia. They cannot have them in, in Dubai or Emirat or other, other places. So the place is constantly growing. There's a lot of projects. There's a lot of growth. And therefore, there are a lot of jobs. And there's a need for both local manpower, you know, Saudis and expatriates, foreigners to come here and push that uh, agenda of, of growth and, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, from I'm talking from a worldly point of view. So yeah, there's plenty of jobs, brother. If you have the qualification and you land, you could land a job if, if you know how to fetch for a job. I, I don't think it's that difficult, inshallah ta'ala. Wallahu alam. Got it. I was made fun of by Imam at Masjid for moving my finger to Shahud and he said, Salafis are crazy. What must I do? You must say, thank you so much. Thank you, brother. Wallahi, being crazy is, is one of these great things that I enjoy doing all day. Hayakallah. Some of the youth of Morocco go to Spain by boat for a better future because they say that there is corruption and everything is so expensive. Barakallah feek. Okay. Well, that's terrible for them. 
Can you go to a mixed gym if you got a time where there's a little no woman? No, no, one woman, what a gym full of a hundred men. One woman, one woman is enough to destroy the gym. One woman is enough to ruin the, the party. A single woman enters with her yoga pants and uh, 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 one of these skimpy tops and it's game over. Every single man in the gym, his motives, his objectives in life, his intentions, the reason behind working out, all of them are, are changed instantaneously, immediately. One eye on the bicep and one eye on the lady. I don't want to get more figurative or more technical or more explicit, more graphical, more graphic. That's just the way it is. Unless, unless you're a, a homosexual, unless this man loves men and he's there at the gym because there are all these men there, which is a whole other problem. But there's no man on earth who's going to see a fine lady and then you know, pretend that it's all, it's all good. He could be a great actor. He could be a great actor and pretend that he doesn't care. But the truth of the matter is that he cares. It's just the way it is. So no, uh, no, you cannot go to a gym when there's little or no. It's like, it's like swimming. It's like swimming with 50 men and only one woman. It's only one woman. <laughs> one woman in a bathing suit. What do you want? Does it have to be 15 women? One is enough. Allah understand. Please don't forget to like the video. Who's asking this question? Just kidding. You guys fall for any trap. Zayn, Inta, why do you always have to be this like uh, the, a conscious? You're like a conscious that always trying to, you know, pick on everything I say or do. Can't you just be a silent observer? Ask your question and spare me from your comments, never-ending comments, whether whether you're praising me or dispraising me. Wallahi, to me, it makes no difference. But it's annoying, Ya Sheikh. Uh, every time we have a question, I have to read something irritating from you. Well, calm down, bro. I don't want to calm down, Ya This is my class, and it's my Q&A, and it's my time, and this is how I want to behave. You want somebody who's calm? Ya go listen to Sheikh Abdurrahman Hassan. If you want someone who's really calm, go listen to Muhammad Tim Humble. You will be calm. You, you'll be as calm as it can be. I'm not Muhammad Tim Humble. And I'm not uh, Abu Taymiyyah. And I'm not Abdurrahman Hassan. I'm Abu Mus'ab. Majnoon, ya akhi. Ana majnoon. Habbet, hayyakallah. Ma habbet, ruh, ya captain. Fukkani mink. Kullu usbu'a jalis ala galbi. Eish hada, ya captain. What is regarded as a maslaha? For example, is it allowed for a single mother with children struggling with deep poverty to serve alcohol? Could you clarify? That, that's for the scholars to assess. If this single mother has absolutely no other job, if this single mother has absolutely no other job, no other source of income, and it's, it's she's going to be in the streets with her children, and the only job she found is to serve alcohol, then a mufti, a mufti then will be able to assess and say, yes, you are allowed or you are not allowed. It is not for me. I'm not a mufti, nor am I qualified to give you this generic general answer. So... But this constitutes a maslaha. Yes, if a woman is in that predicament, then that will constitute a situation that will allow a scholar to assess her situation and then issue a fatwa, whether it is lawful or unlawful for her. It is not for the average Joe down the street. If you're sad now, then in the future, just behave and we'll all be happy. 
What advice do you have for the brothers that always say, Mafi Malum Arabi, please provide good alternative? But I don't even know what to say. Next. If uh, if you miss salah due to oversleep, can you make the adhkar alongside the salah? Yes. Uh, next. And I'm using the term Sheikh loosely. Brother Faris. Uh, you need to finish series of Terminators. Best Halanta. You're right. You're right. I need to finish a lot of stuff. I have a five-hour refutation against this guy, Umar. This Maturidi uh, Ash'ari, funny individual that came to the scene out of nowhere, attacking... Uh, the so-called Salafis and Wahhabis. It's a five-hour refutation, 15-page. I've recorded two hours of it, and I've been struggling to record the other three hours. Wallahu alam. I'm guessing it will be around three hours. Probably will be the longest video. I have a lot of pending projects. So forgive me. Yes, I do wish to continue the Turbinators, among other things, but make dua Allah facilitates so we can get those projects out uh, to the public, you know, you know, you guys know there's a lot on our plate. MashaAllah, one way to paradise and one way to Tarbiya. And we're soon going to be having some special Arabic classes for sisters. Hint, hint, uh, news uh, flash, uh, surprise, spoiler, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, it's a family project. We don't have any employees, we don't hire anyone from outside. You know, we've had a couple of people, you know, Zamla Khairan volunteer to make little clips, which even those we rarely use. So yes, forgive me for not being able to complete all of this stuff, considering we are uh, short-handed. Now, uh, Ustad, do females have to watch the end? We already answered that question. Next. Well, no, put those people that want to be funny. Let's, let's, we're done with the, the good questions. Where are the funny people? Oh, there he is. Daniel Hakikachu is the scholar of our time. <laughs> yeah, Allahu, yeah, Allah. You know what's funny is that I, uh, I, I, I got a recommendation from YouTube for a khutbah that he gave in uh, Australia, I think, and he had to give the khutbah to Haja in Arabic, <laughs> and I was, I was literally in tears because of how. Yani, how clear it is that the brother does not really know the Arabic language. So he tries to, he's slick, right? Daniel is slick. He avoids using the words that will expose his lack of knowledge of the Arabic language. But when he gave khutbah al-haja, there was no way around it. You know, and alhamdulillah, he butchered the whole thing. He did not even, he got, in spite of him being able to memorize it, he should have just memorized it with the tashkil. He didn't, and therefore he blundered all over that from this khutbah al-hajjah. How in the world is a scholar of our time not know the language of the Quran and the Sunnah? Ya Ta'ban. How in the world does that even happen? The scholar of our of Wikipedia, the scholar of uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, the scholar of fighting filth to debate with them. The scholar of debating for six hours or doing reaction videos for 10 hours or for, uh, you know, 
fetching for every mistake or every error or every haram that happens in, in Saudi Arabia and then and publicizing it to the world. Yeah, that's what he's a scholar at. But he's not a scholar of Islam in any way, shape or form, let alone a da'i to Islam when he's actually calling people to deviance. And he's a diobandi. He's not even upon, he's not even from Ahl-Sunnah. But thank you for thinking so. Yeah, no, apologize to what, Habibi? Yes, I will apologize to him that we were not harsher on him and you like. Y.K. Masih. Y.K. Masih. Look at that name. No, Habibi, this is not where the bootlickers gather. This is where the people that follow the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ gather. But this is where the Khariji people like you and the takfiris like you like to come and harass us. Welcome, Ya Ammar. Hayakallah. Hopefully, Allah will guide you, Ya Ammar. We wish you the best. Look, even though you're being naughty, we wish good for you, Brother Ammar. If you actually listen to the class, maybe, just maybe you would learn a thing or two about your deen. Because right now, you're not learning anything from... Has, has Daniel ever taught you anything about Islam? Really though, keep it real. What has Daniel taught you about Islam? Nothing. All you know that Islam is against liberalism. Islam is against feminism. Islam is against this and against that. But there's no true knowledge. You don't truly learn anything about the deen of Allah. Has he ever explained to you the pillars of Iman, the pillars of Islam? Has he explained to you any matters pertaining to Aqidah? Has he explained to you any matters pertaining to fiqh? Everything that he discusses about Islam is in the context of debates and refutation. Debates and refutation. So what are you really learning? Try to learn here. Not just with me. You don't like me. No problem, brother. You don't have to like me. Go learn from someone else. But at least learn from people that can actually teach you Islam. Allah Azza wa Jal guides whoever he wills. There's nothing that we can do for you. Hmm. Also, if I call myself, for example, uh, if somebody calls himself Abdullah Nabi, and then he claims to be a prophet, we say, oh, the sign is in his last name. His name is Abdullah Nabi. So he must be a prophet. Yani, this is the level of intelligence of, of the uh, Daniel sheep. <laughs> he uses the part of his last name to prove that this is a sign that he's a haq. Which means if I call, if, if somebody's name, by the way, we have among the Arabs, people whose last name is Kusa. Squash or zucchini. So that means that what? Zucchini? That means a sign that zucchini is the vegetable of the year or you should eat zucchini all your life? Eh, Sheikh, what are you saying? Yeah, Captain Aib. Yeah, you came here. Look, Allah will always humiliate the oppressors. You came here to, to crack jokes and then this joke is on you. You know, the joke is on you. just made, you know, embarrass yourself. I feel bad for you. Wallahi, if I were you, I would feel bad. We're used to it. We know how you guys operate. Allah musta'an. Yalla, that's enough. Allah musta'an. Okay, Ammar. Okay, Habibi. Okay, inshallah. As long as he taught you not to worship the oppressors. So you're saying that we worship the oppressors. So everybody, there's 89 people here. According to you, we're all kuffar. We're all disbelievers who worship leaders. We worship rulers. We don't prostrate to Allah. We don't bow to Allah. When we read the Fatiha, we're not thinking about Allah. We're thinking about the Waliyul Amr, the, the person in charge, the, the ruler of the country. That's what we're thinking about. Mass takfir against all of us. And it happens to be 90 people now. It could be a lot more. All of, this, all of us, brother, are uh, worshiping the leaders and the oppressors. And we're following them blindly. 
You see, Bob, you see what you have learned from him? You've learned from him to have absolutely no problem in excommunicating someone outside of Islam, taking someone outside of Islam while you're sitting on your seat comfortably. Adi, Adi, because Danielle makes you feel like it's Adi, it's normal, and you think it's normal. That is sad, brother. You will have a lot to worry about on the day of judgment when you meet Allah Azza wa Don't say, I didn't warn you, naughty boy. Don't say, I didn't warn you. I've warned you that you will have a lot of answers that you will not find to the questions that you will be asked. There will be so many answers, you will not have any, anything to say. So many questions with zero answers because of this oppression. Allah, it's sad. Allah, I'm Yalla, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.